Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew and I'm a writer, reality competition TV fanatic and a 100% faithful. Promise. This season of the podcast is dedicated to the UK series of The Traitors. And this is a special episode of the podcast for a couple of reasons. Firstly, it's the last episode of this season. More on what's coming next later. And secondly, and more importantly, this is a bonus episode devoted to an interview with someone very special. A few weeks ago, I was able to have a lovely, insightful chat with Sam Watts, the composer of the score for the traitors that brilliant theme music you all know now that's the fantastic work of Sam I've been dropping mentions of this interview into several episodes now and I'm really excited to let you all hear it without further ado let's dive in My special guest today on The Trader is musician and composer Sam Watts, whose work you will have heard on BBC's Planet Earth, The Sarah Jane Adventures, Wizards vs Aliens, and of course, the reason you're listening to this podcast, presumably, The Traitors. Sam, welcome to The Trader. How are you doing today? Hi, Matthew. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm doing really well, thank you. Glad to be talking to you. Now, ah, I... Likewise. I foolishly assumed, because of your accent, that you were somewhere in England. However, you're much further afield. Where do we find you today? Uh, I am. I actually live in Canada. Um, So I live in uh, Alberta, so uh, sort of West Central. Um, We live in the subarctic desert, which is (laughs) great fun. (laughs) It's really, really cold at the moment Um, and lots of snow. We have snow for about five or six months of the year. Um, It's a big, it was a big change from the UK. I lived in the UK until uh, 2021 and we moved over here then. So yeah. 
I see. Now, I have so many questions to ask you about your work on The Traitors, but before I do, I'm going to introduce our podcast game, The Trader Traitor. Our aim, Sam, for the rest of the interview is to sneak in one lie to one another. This has to be a fake fact or a fabricated story, big or small. It can't be a fake opinion, like saying your favourite composer is Philip Glass, when actually it's Sporty Spice. At the end of the interview, we'll put our traitor hunting skills to the test and see if we can detect one another's lie. Sam, does that make sense? It certainly does. Excellent. And that begins now. So, to start with, I've got quite a big question, I reckon. Um, it's a, a question that might help anyone listening who wants to work in your field and do the kind of thing that you do. How did you become a composer for film and TV? Well, um, the, the longer the short version. Um, <laughs> the, uh, there are many routes in. For me, I was very lucky. Um, I was studying music at university um, and I studied under a fantastic, uh, very well-respected man called Mervyn Cook, who has written one of the definitive books on film music. Um, and I was very lucky that he had a friend who was a guy called George Fenton, who uh, listeners may or may not have heard of, but he's a very, very big British composer who did things like Blue Planet and films like Hitch and... Gandhi and cry for all sorts of stuff. Um, and he came to guest lecture and uh, my tutor was very, very kind and said, you know, to George, will you have 10 minutes to, to chat with this kid? He wants to kind of do what you want to, what you're doing. And, uh, um, and so I chatted with him for a bit and ended up writing my dissertation on the music to the blue planet. And then, poked him a lot, like really annoyed him <laughs> for a very long time while writing the dissertation, asking him if he had a job available for me. And he got really annoyed and said, if you get a first, then I'll give you a job. So um, I waited for my results to come out and I, I managed to scrape a first. Hooray. Did I phone my mum? No, <laughs> I phoned George. I was like, I got a first. And he was like, oh, okay, then I guess you can start in September. So I, I went and worked um, as George's music assistant, and I was there for about three years. Um, and it was quite the introduction. It was um, working on my the first film I was working with him on was a film that was um, directed by Richard Eyre, and we went on to do things with Stephen Frears and I was, you know, helping with Will Young recording vocals on a film and drinking champagne with Judy Dench. And <laughs> it was very, very strange. Um, and then after about three years of doing that, um, he called me into his office and he was like, don't come back in in January. And I was like, ah, really scared. Um, but he, he sort of said, you, you've got to go off and do your thing. And I didn't know what to do because I'd been working for someone else for three years. And um, little did I know that in March he was going to call me and say, 
I have this little TV show and I can't do all the music. And that little TV show was Planet Earth. Oh, so, wow. yeah. So my <laughs> first, my first ever TV credit was on um, a flagship BBC Natural History documentary <laughs> series, <laughs> which at the age of at the age of what was I twenty three, twenty four, it was kind of a big surprise. And then <laughs> from there, it was just you know finding jobs with other people because I had a credit. So. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. So we're at the end of awards season for film right now, uh, and we're recording this the day after the Oscars, where Volker Bertelmann won the Academy Award for Best Score for All Quiet in the Western Front. Uh, firstly, did you watch the Oscars? Uh, I didn't, no. Um, I, I don't tend to watch the awards ceremonies. And have you seen All Quiet in the Western Front? No, I haven't, and I, mean, I do have to. And Volker and I have we share a publisher. <laughs> I know Volker, um, and um, it's I, it's a well deserved win. I know that much. He is brilliant, um, but no, I haven't. I haven't got around. Actually, I haven't watched. I haven't watched quite a lot of the films that were up for the Oscars this year. I haven't had time. Well, what I really wanted to ask was. What are in the past year or so? What what are the best scores for for film or TV that you've heard? Is there anything you've listened to and thought, "Wow, that's really caught my attention"? Um, do you know I absolutely adored Natalie Holt's score for Loki. I think yeah. that was that was brilliant. Um, I also. Although it's it's not all new, I really really enjoy Nick Harvey's music for Hunted, the Channel Four oh, yeah. um, TV series. I have to admit, I did listen to some of Hunted for inspiration for the Traitors, <laughs> um, and uh, Isabel Waller Bridge's score for um, the. I always get them the wrong way around. The 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 fox, the horse, the mole, oh, and the boy, whichever the, way around it goes. The animated. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which just won yeah, an Oscar last night as well. It, it did. Yeah. Um, so, Sam, where or when or how were you approached about scoring The Traitors then? I'm, I'm assuming it was after it was filmed, but maybe I'm wrong. No, it was... Um, they were in pre-production um for it i i was writing the music as they were filming and editing and we were doing lots of uh, back and forth um but this <laughs> one of the one of the uh producers abby lambrinos is a very old friend of mine i've known her for over a decade now um and basically we used to we used to have the same local um, in Hertfordshire, where we lived at the time, um, and we got, we became friends because we had the same pub that we we drank in. Um, and at the time, she was working for a, a production company uh, back then, and she's gone on to just be amazing and become this really successful producer. Um, and we've said for a long time, oh, we must find a project to work on together, and then. 
at the beginning of last year, she just sent me a Facebook message saying, oh, I'm working on a show and I think you'd be great if you got time to do it. Um, so we had a chat and then I met up with the other producers and uh, did a little uh, demo for them of what I might do for the show. And then, yeah, they, they asked me to do it. So it's great. I see. Uh, the reason I assumed you, uh, you wrote the music after it is because of the names of some of the tracks, like Parting Gift. But were they named, you know, after? So the uh, on the on the cue sheets on the on the things that are submitted to the TV, you know, to PRS and stuff from the TV channels and things, um, none of those names appear. They've all got different names, and then um, James from All Three Media, the the parent company, yeah. uh, got in touch saying we want to release an album of the music. Um, let's put together an album so we did and then we renamed all the tracks from the show for things that resonated a bit more with the show because they were a bit of a trade secret here they were called really exciting things like tension bed and (laughs) you know cliffhanger and stuff so they didn't really have good punchy (laughs) titles for an album so yeah um i was very grateful to some of the some of the contestants for some of the very either the 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 fun things that they did on the show or the fun things that they said on the show that i could you know do things with. it was actually my husband's idea to call it parting gift um so i have to give him credit for that that's (laughs) a writing credit (laughs) yeah when did you see the finished show then uh you know how, how early did you get to actually watch it? After everyone else, <laughs> I didn't see the finished. I didn't see the finished thing until it had already aired in the UK. So, um, I had to avoid spoilers like crazy. And what were your impressions of it? Did you enjoy it? I loved it. Do you know, it's really strange. I'm not a huge reality TV fan. I love a good game show, um, but I've never been a massive fan of reality TV. Um, It's just like there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it doesn't tend to resonate with me. Um, But we knew that this when when they were when they were explaining it to me and I I got to see the Dutch version before I worked on the show. it's just, it's such a different way of doing it. It's not, although, it's really strange, isn't it? Although it's all about backstabbing and treachery and murdering people at night, it's really nice. Like, it's <laughs> got this, it's, it, the thing that works, especially the British version, I think, is the way that, that the contestants all really came together for the challenges and worked as a team as best they could. And it was very clear that they all kind of liked each other, but then they had to go off and do these horrible things at night. Um, So that made it really, really compelling. And having Claudia Winkleman is obviously every person's dream. We (laughs) love Claude. Um, And it it was just so well made. Uh, you know the production values were really high um it was it, everyone i've i haven't 
you know, I've, I have been very lucky in my career in, I have almost exclusively worked with people who are hugely passionate about what they do. Um, and put everything into making the best possible production. And this was no exception. The, 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 all the people at Studio Lambert were just amazing and they really, really threw everything at it. Um, and yeah, I was so impressed at the quality of the entire production. It was, it's just, it's a great show. I'm, I'm, I have to admit, I am slightly obsessed with it myself. <laughs> And it's become, you know, hugely successful. It's been a big hit. Did you get the sense when you were working on it that it was going to be huge or was it when you watched the finished product? At what point did you think, oh, this this is really going to take off? I don't think any of us thought it was, ever, ever thought that it was going to take off quite as much as it, as it did. Um, when I saw little clips of it, I thought this, I mean, they're, they're pushing this, right? Like my mum sent me a text, like oh, I've just seen a trailer for traitors on the BBC. <laughs> and, um, so I knew that they were going to, you know, sort of hype it a little bit, but it wasn't until I think maybe the second or third week that it was airing when there was just the, the internet was on fire basically. Um, and I thought, wow, okay, yeah, this is this is pretty successful. Um, and then at, at Christmas, when it hit 28 million views on iPlayer, and I think we've just all of our heads basically exploded. <laughs> we were, we, there was, I don't think you can ever know how successful a. a a thing is going to be uh, you hope it's going to be successful and you hope people enjoy it and when you're making it you're like you 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 you're making it thinking gosh i really hope everyone enjoys watching this and takes from it you know something positive and all the rest of it but you never really know so um yeah it was it was a pleasant surprise just how successful it became yeah i had the same reaction as a viewer that i, I obviously loved it and I mean, I've I've created a podcast about it, but I thought that it would be one series and and done. So I I tweeted about it, saying, "Oh, this is amazing! It's going to be one of those shows that doesn't even get another season." I've since deleted that tweet, but uh, yeah, I I loved it, but didn't for some reason didn't think other people would. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think there are, I think there are like twenty something different productions of it globally now it's it's yeah it's madness yeah which is good for me because that gives me lots of material to record about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're gonna have to learn lots of languages though <laughs> exactly how many musicians then did you work with sam how, you know are, and are you throughout the recording process are you there every single step of the way or do you write and just send music off to, how, how does it work well, um, it might surprise you to know that it is me and my brother. That <laughs> is it. There are no, sadly, no live musicians on the score at all. It's all created in uh, computers. Um, or my brother has like a huge wall of like analog synths, 80s synths and stuff. He's like SH-101 and all sorts of really cool gear that when I lived in the UK, I used to 
go to his and we'd muck around on them and record them for scores and stuff. But now uh, we do all of that remotely. But yeah, um, it's the only actual live instruments are his guitar he plays he's he plays a guitar on it and um the synths that he did everything else is is programmed in a computer so um on this one it was yeah it's interesting having to to do it that way i would have loved to have recorded with a with an orchestra but um the 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 timing just didn't really work on this one because um because of the way that I was having to write, uh, along with them editing and things, uh, reality TV and game shows and things like that, they're really uh, very, very tight schedules um, and quick turnarounds. So sadly, we didn't have the chance. I see. I did sort of wonder that, but then I didn't want to ask you and insult you and you say, how dare you? We worked with a 50-piece orchestra for this. Uh, so, so that that makes sense. Then, well, how long you you said that you know timing's tight and there are there are constrictions. How long did the whole process take from you first finding out about it to it all being done? Um, I first found out about it. I think in February last year. I started writing in April. Um, and then I was working sort of in fits and starts because I'd have to sort of wait a bit for the next stuff to be needed and then, you know, back and forth and all of that stuff. Um, and I think I delivered the last bit of music at the end of October, beginning of November, end of October, I think. So yeah, it took up a a good chunk of 2021. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, 2022. What year 2022. are we on? Yeah, 2022. <laughs> Gosh, I don't even know where I am. <laughs> I wanted to ask some questions about particular pieces themselves. Firstly, the 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 big, you know, the opening theme. What mm. to to me it felt it really captures like the intensity and the severity of the program, but also a sense of action and excitement it almost sounded like it could be an indiana jones or an avengers soundtrack what what were your inspirations for that theme that central theme well thank you that's uh high praise um i was given a few uh things by production to sort of reference points of what they kind of the music that they liked um which I won't name any of it because it might be a trade secret within the production. Um, but they pointed me at a few different different sources of the sorts of things they liked. And then they just, you know, they told me what the show was about. And then I spent, so I did a, it, that theme actually came from my original pitch to them. Um I spent a few hours playing around, coming up with ideas. Um, any of your listeners who are who are creative will probably understand that a lot of the time you don't have a clue where this stuff comes from. <laughs> um, you're you're mucking around at the keyboard or you're doing whatever, and you're thinking about. Obviously, you're trying to think. Right? Okay, I'm thinking. 
murder and treachery and lying and and all of that stuff um so i know that i'm gonna be in a i'm gonna be in a minor key or i'm gonna you know what there are certain elements of framework there um but then it just sort of it kind of turned up um and i knew i wanted something that was kind of big in hollywood and ever so slightly over the top you know a little bit more dramatic than you might normally get on this kind of show um just to help make it slightly different you know a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, I've obviously listened to the music watching the program, but I've since been listening to all of it and what's really clever to me, and I'm you know I'm not a musician, so um, I'll do my best to try and describe what I mean here. <laughs> um, there's this there's this central motif that returns throughout pieces like Playing Detective, when it's actually it becomes more playful at that point, and then there are some tracks like A Stab in the Dark, You've Been Murdered, and there that same melody or motif it becomes more almost reflective and quite unsettling how do mm-hmm. you achieve taking the same set of notes i suppose but but making it feel different in different pieces of music how does how does that how do you achieve that there's there's lots of um there's lots of different techniques um i think you're you're talking about the little sort of four note hook the bum that which um was a that was actually a like a, a a secondary thing that i'd come up with in the in the pitch and then when i redid the theme i made it a bit more integral and production were like this is brilliant we we love we love the hook <laughs> so that kind of became the thing um for the show but yeah it's there's all sorts of different things you can do to change it. You can change the harmony underneath it. You can change the the, the tempo, so the speed at which it's played. So, um, in "Stab in the Dark," for instance, the opening piano of that, which actually was my brother um, playing around with the theme, um, he changed the harmony underneath it, and he and he slowed it down so that it was. Um, sort of a bit more reflective to open that queue up. Um, so yeah, it's just about you know doing using different instruments to play it, different you know uh, 
in the theme and in in some of the bigger pieces you know it's a lot of very short string notes playing it which gives it that driving kind of slightly aggressive feel but if you play it a bit softer on a piano or you know something like that then it can it can and one of the one of the things that i was always taught when i was learning how to write music was that the you know if you listen to the great themes from film they're hugely versatile they can you can do all sorts with them so um yeah that's the thing i always have in mind when i'm trying to write a theme is can i can i manipulate it can i change it so that it it has a different feel so that it can be used in different situations you mentioned a few specific instruments there now i'm i'm going to ask a question from my untrained ear in cloak and dagger and there may it may be in more than that is there a harpsichord sound there it's actually a plucked piano uh, okay so it's very very it's very similar to to a harpsichord but it's um it's use it's it's playing the strings of the piano rather than using uh so for people who don't know how a piano works you've obviously got the keys you hit the key um that mechanism pushes a hammer that hits the string so it's normally uh, strings that are hit with a hammer um but that was actually a plucked straight on the strings in the in the piano and are there any other unconventional sounds or instruments that you used that people might not expect um i don't i don't think we did anything particularly unconventional there's a lot of synths so there's a lot of electronic stuff behind the orchestra doing all sorts of um sort of i wanted to make it a lot of the music almost like the stuff you hear on film trailers you know so there's lots of uh what in the industry we call things like brahms um and yeah there's all sorts of technical terms but there's lots of um there's lots of synthesized stuff that that was all all the patches were made specifically for the for the show um but yeah not 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 a huge amount of unusual so i didn't like bringing crumb horns or any weird <laughs> kind of stuff like that um no not really you mentioned film trailers there and actually that sort of leads on to my next question was which was a lot of the this, this score feels very cinematic to me um like especially pieces like a traitor in our mist is that I mean, do you consider the form when, when you're when you're writing a piece of music does the fact that it's for tv or film make a difference or, or is it really not important to me it's not hugely important it's about whatever the project you're doing needs um because you could do a film score that's really you could do a film score with a string quartet you know you could do a really small if it's a small intimate film then it doesn't need a 150 piece orchestra you know it um so it's not so much about whether it's for film or for television or whatever it's about um 
it's about what you're working on and, and what you're trying to do and what you're trying to yeah what you're trying to achieve with it so for for traitors for instance it it it's a big ridiculous show in a scottish castle and <laughs> you know everything everything people are being you know i'm not no no spoilers just in case but you know people people are having to do these challenges that are big and sometimes quite scary and all the rest of it so i knew that it had to be kind of dramatic and 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 filmic was one of the things you know when i was talking with the producers um they you know they said that there were going to be all of these beautiful shots of the scottish countryside and you know the highlands and things and that that it was very expansive and and gonna look very epic so i knew that i had to sort of reflect the bigness as it were in in the music as well as well as being quite filmic some of the music even sounds like it could be sci-fi to me like uh, the round table parting gift i think it's because there's a there's a sense of they, they build to a climax and it also then made me think of video games i wondered if you have you ever worked on video games or is that something that you would like to explore i haven't done any video games but i would love to um and it probably sounds sci-fi because i'm a massive sci-fi nerd like <laughs> i i love sci-fi stuff um i'm also a child of the 80s and um all of my music has an 80s influence <laughs> um so and i think yeah i think probably the use of a, a lot of the synths and stuff lend it that kind of sci-fi slight sci-fi vibe um and i've done a lot you know the sarah jane adventures wizards versus aliens both you know kind of sci-fi shows really um so i always kind of bring that in um yeah i'd love to do i'd love to to score star trek or you know something like that that would be a dream yeah Something else that they use in the show is essentially pop songs. They've got these sort of eerie covers and reworkings of older music. Uh, what what did you think of those choices? Did you have any favourites there? Uh, I, they were they were really good. I kind of loved the Blondie Heart of Glass Philip Glass yeah. mashups, but they, <laughs> which was just like so left field. It was really cool. Um, yeah they did some really really clever stuff with those and that was a again hats off to the edit team because the the picture editors did all of the music editing as well and um which is unusual uh especially for them to be so good at it they're a very very talented bunch <laughs> they they did a really good job of the music editing um and yeah they made some fantastic pr- production made some very very good music choices some of the um like the toxic the trailerized yeah. version of toxic yeah. is is cool that was actually one of the things that sort of i don't know just as i was starting to write was mentioned as something that might be used and that they really liked so um yeah that was that was cool um but they did a really good they did a really good job of finding music that kind of matched in with the the 
tone that I'd sort of set musically for the show as well. And we basically it was because it was a huge team effort. It was because we we worked really closely together to make sure that everything was sort of on brand. Yeah. I'm wondering if you've watched the US Traitors. I did. There's, there's, there, you know, there's different music there. Um, what did you think of that? Yeah, it's a very different show. Um, it's not, it didn't have the same feel. And I think that that's part of the beauty of the format yeah. is that depending, depending on the cultural uh, aspects of whichever country are making it, it lends itself to being manipulated slightly towards whatever viewers' preferences are in that country. And, um, yeah, I think the the American one was a lot less collegial <laughs> than <laughs> the UK one. Um, and I think that's partially, you know, to do with their preferences of, you know, things like Survivor and and yeah, all of those yeah. sorts of shows and the ch- and the change as well of having you know a mixture of celebrities and non-celebrities uh was a was an interesting format choice you know um yes. which i think worked worked really well because they were they automatically set them up to have extra tension you know people who have done this before and people who haven't and that yeah. sort of thing yeah. so yeah yeah no it was it was really interesting so I'm guessing the the recommission of the traitors for a second season is good news for you. I hope so. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's good news because I assume they'll keep using my music. Um, I'm hoping they'll come back to me and ask for some more. Um, yeah. But I don't know whether they will. Um, it would be great. So you know. Abby, call me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, it is good news, and um, I know that uh, the you know the the US and the UK versions used my music. I don't know if anyone else has used any of my music yet, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can't I can't really complain that it's gonna carry on for another another series at least. We uh, that's what we always hope. We always hope that things go on to you know be you know made again yeah. and so yeah i'm definitely not complaining i can't imagine them changing the music not at all it's it's uh it's too connected to the show for us like they can't change it that can't happen uh can you tell us then uh what are there any projects next for you is there anything that you're working on right now um i am working on um an audio drama that uh, is actually a it's a spin-off of a spin-off um <laughs> it's uh called uh Rani takes on the world and it's a big finish um production that follows uh the life of Rani Chandra who was one of the main characters in the Sarah Jane adventures um after she has been on the Sarah Jane Adventures. So we're we're doing that at the moment. Uh, there are a couple of other things that I can't talk about, but you know, it's uh yeah, it's all it's all good. I'm I'm I can't complain. Excellent. Now before we 
conduct our own banishment and conclude our game. So maybe you could tell us where can we find you online? Where can people listen to the score from the traitors? Uh, they can listen to the score from traitors on basically whatever their favorite streaming service uh, is. You can also <laughs> buy it from a couple of different places like Apple Music, if you so wish. Yep. Um, and online, I am most active on Instagram. Um, so you can follow me. I am I underscore is underscore Sam. Uh, yeah, that's kind of it, I think. Great. And I'll put links to those in the show notes for the episode on people's podcast platforms. Sam, it's time for us to see if we can detect one another's lies. We have been mm. playing the Trader Traitor. Did you tell me a lie at any point during this interview? I did. Okay. I told you a lie as well. Oh. Uh, do you want to guess my lie first? I don't think I can. You're very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you said sounded very believable. Is that, uh, is that, are you conceding? Are you giving in? I, I am. This is why I'm not on the traitors because <laughs> I would be terrible at it. <laughs> Uh, my lie was it was very small I lied was it, that I, was it, was it that's, what, what was it that which one did you say one of the Spice Girls is actually a comp I don't know <laughs> oh no that was just me trying to be funny uh, <laughs> <I> mean, <no. laughs> my lie was that I had tweeted when the traitors came out that I thought it would not last more than a series <laughs> and then I had to delete the tweet I, I, I made all that up Oh, fair enough. I didn't do any such thing. I knew it would be a hit straight away. <laughs> so what what do you think what do you think my lie was? Your lie okay. I've written down a couple of options. I'm going to go with I, I think it was quite early on. Was it that you was it about the pub in Hertfordshire that you it was the same pub as your friend who was the producer? No, that's actually the truth. That's, that, is, that is exactly how Abby and I met. No, it was. Oh, you fooled me. It was very early on. I snuck it in really early on. It was actually, uh, I said that I, when I worked for George, I was uh, drinking champagne with Judy Dench, which <laughs> sadly I never got to do. I did work on a film that the wonderful Dame Judy was in, but I never got to meet her. Was Will Young in that film as well? He was, yes. I did meet Will and he was adorable. He was just like the nicest man. It was, see, the, the thing is, I remember that film. So when you said that, I thought, oh, I know what, I know what film he's talking about, which made me believe it. So I thought, oh, that's, that's not a lie. That's why I chose that. That's why I chose that oh, lie. Um... Well, you 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 got me. You, you fooled me. You have been me. <laughs> Sam, it's been such a treat to have you as a guest. Thank you so much for joining me in the trader. Uh, have you had a good time? I've loved it. Thanks so much for inviting me on. Oh, thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Hello, listeners. I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Sam. He was so nice to talk to and I just loved hearing about Sam's career and how the process of writing the music for the show worked. I highly recommend listening to the soundtrack on Spotify or Apple or wherever you stream or download your music. It's so cool hearing all of those pieces of music again. And make sure you follow Sam on social media too. Well, like I said at the beginning of the episode, this is the end of this season of the podcast. This is the 26th episode, which I can't quite believe. I've loved talking about my favourite show and I felt so lucky to talk to Nikki, Ivan, Faye and Andrea, Angel Andrea I should say, this season. As well as, of course, Sam Watts and all of my lovely, lovely guest co-hosts, Lindsay Chisholm, Andy Rutherford, Sanji Lago, Ian McCann. Kinstry, Andrew Hall, Stephen Ripley, Joe Usher and David Bloomberg. As for the future of the podcast, the next stop is the Traitors Australia. I've said it a couple of times in these past 26 episodes, but I think this version of the show is actually my favourite. I was hoping by now there would be a legitimate way for UK Traitors fans to watch this in the UK on TV by now, but alas, no channels have bought the rights to broadcast it yet, even though I have contacted the BBC to ask about it. However, obviously, Australian listeners have access to the show, hello Aussie listeners, and the show is available on Peacock in the USA, hello USA listeners. So I'm going to forge ahead. I'm planning on releasing the podcast in a slightly different way for this next season. Keep your eyes peeled on social media and your podcast platform for details. I'm hoping to get things running ASAP and the next season should be with you in May. I already have some Australian Traitors contestants lined up for guest spots, which I'm so excited about. I've been away on holiday for a couple of weeks and I'll be away again on a couple of trips quite soon. Hello Eurovision in Liverpool. And what was a nice surprise whilst I was away was another coffee.com donation from Mary. Mary, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. If anyone listening would like to help me keep the podcast going for the next season and contribute to the podcast software costs that I'm paying, you could take a wee visit to coffee.com. The address is ko-fi.com slash M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-E-E-L-E-Y and you could put in a one-off donation if you can afford it. For now, thank you to everyone who's been listening to the podcast. I really appreciate all of the streams and downloads and social media follows. Speaking of which, you can find me on Twitter at the Tradar Pod or Instagram at the Tradar Podcast, or you could email me the Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. Until the next season of the podcast, as always, stay faithful. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.